Welcome to another edition of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and with me today, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management, a show for you listeners who are new to the program about the ownership of gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. Now, we're not talking about the paper markets. We're talking about the actual physical ownership of gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. The ins and outs, the how-tos, all the aspects and more importantly, as this week's show will delve into, the why. The why. Why would you own gold and silver? What purpose would it fulfill in your portfolio? And Jeremy, this is going to be an interesting show because coming up on today's show, we're going to be talking about the actions in the repo market and the Fed's rising balance sheet. Is it really working? Is so much being swept under the rug that the average person believes this is a sustainable marketplace? Or, like we believe, is there some problems on the horizon that are going to lead to gold and silver going much higher? We'll talk about that as well as this massive asset bubble. How big is it and just how big will it get before it's bursting? We're also going to talk about Canada's productivity. McLean's, on a yearly basis, releases a very important report, which we're going to discuss. And it's the economic charts to watch in 2020. There's six annual Chartapalooza, which includes more than 80 charts. We're going to pick apart a few of the important ones and share you uh, some on today's show. And lastly, we have a seminar coming up. We're going to talk about that. January the 25th, this is your last opportunity to hear a show before that seminar. It is next Saturday. And when you're listening to the show, if you go over to the site, guildhallwealth.com, you can still register. There's time. Or call the number and get on to that seminar page get a couple of seats booked for yourself the number one eight seven seven eight silver and as always remember we are not your financial planners or advisors and past performance of gold silver or natural fancy colored diamonds may not be indicative of what we see in the future so please do your due diligence when you're thinking of owning these hard assets now jeremy a big welcome to you today. Lots in the public domain regarding gold and silver, but again, a fantastic week for both metals. Gold up above the 1550 range and holding a new base, some will say, and the asset of 2020, as we're going to talk about perhaps. We've got a little bit to talk about on silver today, and silver holding its own, tapping on the $18 an ounce door. So all in all, a fantastic week and a big uh, welcome aboard to all of our new buyers and new clients. Absolutely. And someone uh, this week was asking if gold was too expensive to get into the market mm. because if you think about it, even in Canadian dollars, it's it's trading over $2,000 an ounce. It's at all-time highs in Canadian dollars. So, Darren, we, we should discuss the fact that given that it's at all-time highs, is it too expensive? What do you think? Well, not only is it not too expensive, we're going to go through a small equation in the show uh, on silver as well as gold in relation to the monetary base and its growth and how much the U.S. has done to really distort the overall perception of what is okay when you're growing a market, especially in this global atmosphere, and the importance, Jeremy, of understanding every single person listening to this show should have some form of insurance for their wealth. It starts with gold and silver. It's not the end all the be all, but they are an important aspect of the maintenance of that wealth 
and the growth of that wealth in these uncertain times. Yeah, I think if we look at gold against the monetary base, gold against the amount of debts out there, uh, which we're going to talk about throughout the show, you'll see that gold is actually extremely undervalued compared to, um, you know, than just looking at the price. Price is what you pay, value is what you get. And uh, there are certainly a hundred of examples where something is more expensive today than it was a decade ago, but it's still comparatively cheap. So I personally think that gold is undervalued when we look at the monetary base, look at the debts. And as we go through the show today and discuss those things exactly, I think listeners will get an idea of just how undervalued gold actually is. Well, one of our biggest suppliers, MKS PAMP, uh, they are the suppliers of PAMP Swiss product, both gold and silver. They brought to us their yearly analysis on what is going to happen and transpire in the market this year. In particular, they had something to say about gold, and gold was very interesting because it remains for them the go-to safe haven asset in 2020. Uh, their report, uh, although gold is off of just off of its seven-year high, their report clearly outlines why they remain bullish on gold, silver, and palladium for the new year. However, they believe gold is going to remain the go-to asset for investors looking for a safe haven hedge as volatility and uncertainty are expected to dominate the sentiment this year in 2020. And this is all in the theme of our series about how to prepare for 2020 and what we've been discussing. And that is very important for us to pick up on. The number to call for a free investor package to get into that seminar or to find out more information, and you can talk directly to somebody there, one 6627495570 or if you can't remember it and you want to be able to not have to write it down the easy number 18778silver and uh, the website guildhallwealth.com now Jeremy in the report published this past Wednesday analysts see gold prices pushing towards 1780 as the next level on their way to what they believe could be a high of in 2020 as much as $2,000 an ounce. They say the key factors moving forward for gold will be geopolitics and domestic politics. We know about Trump. We've talked about that situation. And we know about the uncertainty regionally around different hotspots in the world. Is that for you enough to see gold go to 2000 Or do you feel there's much more to the story? No, I think... Uh Last year, a lot of the conservative analysts were looking for $1,600 gold, which we already got to. Some were looking for 1700 which isn't far from there either. So it's, it's not a big stretch to see uh, even a few weeks ago or I guess early last week with what happened with Iran price of gold spiked. So it doesn't take much uh, in terms of initiative to get the gold market moving. Building the base afterwards is, is what you're looking for. So I think we've been very lucky in this market where we've been consistently building bases. Remember, it was just a few years ago, Darren, the price of gold was 1080 an ounce. And here we are today, and it's trading close to $1,600. So getting to 2000 is not the biggest deal in the world given what we're going to talk about today. All right. When we come back, we're going to talk more about why we believe gold and silver remain such undervalued assets. In particular, we're going to explain a little more about the factors involved in taking those prices higher during 2020. And for those wanting to get into the market, remember, the e-store is there. 
guildhallwealth.com. If it's just a simple purchase, you want to own a little tiny bit of gold or silver, maybe that's the best starting point for you. If, however, you are going to need some storage, we offer that. You can get a depository account open, put all of your gold and silver in there. It is physical folks all of the investments we offer are physical and there is no paper to be found here you can visit you can hold the product you can see the product it's allocated segregated and the serial numbers are there for you or in this weekend seminar coming up on saturday 10 30 a.m in our offices at guild hall you can find more out about how to get gold and silver into your registered account the website guildhallwealth.com the number one eight seven seven eight silver we hope you stay tuned you are listening to the real money show with guildhall wealth management on global news radio 640 toronto and we are back to the real money show with guildhall wealth management and that first segment went by very fast, Jeremy, as it always does, because we get so charged up. This is a a, a perversion of sorts in these markets that we're seeing these days. And a lot of people are asking us, well, tell me, how do we get there? It seems like one minute everything sounded rosy. And now that we're seeing the stock market rise and now that we're seeing the global markets uh, apparently on paper and in the headlines do very well, everybody's kind of like, well, how do we get there? What all of a sudden changed? Well, I'll tell you, the warning signs are all there. We're facing them every day. We see them every moment. But the fact is, very few people understand what is actually transpiring right now and one of the key indications jeremy you brought to us this week intention wise is the fact that u.s total market capitalization is now at 155 percent of gross domestic product gdp the long-term average of the u.s total market capitalization is 85 percent and that just means that for every dollar of growth that we're creating we're spending a dollar 55 yep how long can that last? It can't last in perpetuity. It can't be forever. There is an asset bubble that has been born out of quantitative easing, out of the rebound of 2009, out of the last decade, which has caused the longest stock market run in the history of mankind. That comes to an end. And the bigger they are, the harder they fall. This, this note is mind-boggling because if you think about it 155 percent of gdp is what the market cap is and the average is 85 percent it's almost double right that is completely unsustainable and the funny thing is is when you talk to people who are hesitant about getting out of the market i would remind them that no one rings a bell no one rings a bell at the top now, as you said, what, what, how did it get there? Well, we know it started with quantitative easing. Um, and now even the Fed is starting to admit that they're the ones who are pumping up the market. But it's the repo market right now that's really getting this continued rise in the market. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Well, we're, it's early days in 2020, and as we continue on this theme of preparing and doing better for ourselves, protecting our wealth in 2020, you can't help but note this whole topic of repo. And many people don't know what it is, and they don't need to be consumed by the technical well, aspects What is it, so it basically? It to say, basically, it basically, it is in the overnight markets, as yeah. opposed to during the day in broad daylight, being yeah. as transparent as possible, in the overnight markets, after the markets have closed, the Federal Reserve is injecting 
as much money as necessary for the banks to maintain their balance sheets, for the hedge funds to maintain their balance sheets in order to carry overnight some of those riskier investments that they're having, some insurance. And that money is being passed through to the banks and, and all these institutions. And essentially, it's going on to their books. And by the next morning's open, they're back to being in great shape once again. Okay, so overnight banks need some liquidity, mm -hmm. they give over some collateral of something else that they have, and another institution will lend against that collateral over overnight, right? Well, that's the way ideally they want it to work. And if there's not enough entities out there providing that liquidity, then the interest rates in the repo market would go up, 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 up. Right, so the Fed- How interest. do you keep, how do you keep those, if there's no one lending money, which there isn't, mm -hmm. how do you keep those rates down? Well, the Fed intercedes and they offer the best rate of all. So they come in and they give the cheapest money even less than what the market should be bearing. So it's right. easy to take it and the banks do it every night. So, and if you look at a chart of it, yeah. what you'd see is every time there's an insertion of funds, 50 billion, 76 billion, 99 billion, 46 billion, the very next morning, even though the day before the stock markets looked horrendous or there was a, a news like Iran or something else that would typically take the markets down a notch, the very next morning, all trading resumes as normal as if nothing ever happened and the markets start to run up again. So it's a counterintuitive thing. The, the Fed is pumping tens of billions of dollars on a weekly basis into this market. Their balance sheet is ballooning. Uh, you can look at the charts. They're going crazy. And the markets are counterintuitive saying, oh, great, the Fed's lending money. Let the party keep going. Yeah, they're growing the subsidy. You know, yeah. you're, 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 you're basically sucking off the teat of the Federal Reserve, and they're going to keep doing it. Right. And this is going to happen throughout this entire year, they're, which is why you need insurance for your wealth. They're they are hooked. They're hooked on smack. Absolutely. Fed and smack. It's the perversion of the financial markets. It's happening right before our eyes. Get into gold. Whether you take it home, whether you store it, or whether you put it in a registered account, or whether you use allocated financing, put up as little as 20% of the value of the metal you want to buy, we offer all of those at Guildhall. It's, it's how you get out of the way when this goes down. Yeah, let it happen, right? Yeah. Protect your wealth. Insurance comes in many forms, folks, but the physical kind is the best. We'll stay on that theme when we return. But for now, if you want to get into gold and silver, call the number one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth.com. We will help you every step of the way, hold your hand every step of the way, and show you how to physically own gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. Stay tuned. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The number to get free information, a free investor guide, one eight seven seven eight silver or the website guildhallwealth.com. And while you're there, this is your last chance as you're listening to this show to register for our upcoming seminar next Saturday in office, 10.30 a.m. in the morning. Seats are limited. We're down to just, I think, less than five seats, Yeah, if, if six seats. Yeah, if there's no more room, there, there'll be a wait list, and we're just figuring out and finalizing the dates for a February seminar as well. There's going to be one towards the end of February, uh, just so those who want to get in ahead of the deadline for RSPs, they can learn about gold just before they do that.
Well, we were on the theme in the last segment of the repo and asset bubble growth and this overwhelming feeling of uncertainty. And we mentioned something that I think bears repeating. The U.S. total market capitalization is now at 155% of GDP. The long-term average is 85%, meaning for every 85 cents we spend, we were bringing in a dollar. Now, for every dollar we bring in, we're spending a dollar fifty-five. That's in the U.S. marketplace. We're over... 100% in Canada as well. And that does not bode well for the long term. You can't live on debt in perpetuity. Eventually, somebody comes calling for that collateral. And when it does, it spirals out of uh, great concern for lack of collateral all over the world globally. Uh, for sure. And part of this is the fact that central banks around the globe have gone on a debt spending spree, ballooning their balance sheets, the global debt has become completely unsustainable. And even the central banks have have said, even though they're the ones who caused it, that it creates malinvestment. And so you have people who can't put money in the bank and put it anywhere safe. So they continue to invest in things like Amazon or Tesla or whatever it is. And the, the PE ratios are ridiculous. And they're just, they're pulling all of those profits from the future to the present. And we don't know what's going to be what's going to happen, uh, you know, 20 years from now, if Tesla will be around 20 years from now, those Plus. sorts of things. So you end up with you end up with a market cap that's 155 percent of GDP when the, the average has been 85 percent. I mean, if that doesn't tell you that the stock market's overvalued. Now look at gold. What does gold buy you? What is the value of gold and what does it buy you in today's market? Just think about gold to real estate, for instance. You need probably well over a thousand ounces of gold to buy just a regular home, even in Toronto. Well, in 1980, at the peak of the last bull market in precious metals, well, before the, the recent one in the early 2000s, you could buy a house in Rosedale for less than 250 ounces of gold. You can't buy anything for 250 ounces of gold. And at that time, gold was trading at $800 an ounce. So today, you need over 1,000 ounces, and gold's trading at close to $2,000 an ounce in Canadian dollars. So yeah, it's really cheap when you compare it to all of the equity bubbles that are out there. one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom the website. If you also compare that to silver, there's a funny little analogy to be taken away from this. In fact, you mentioned the 70s, Jeremy. At that peak, silver reached $52 an ounce, where gold reached eight fifty an ounce. Now, gold is two times the price, almost, relatively speaking. Yep. Uh, silver is still some almost 50%, 60% less than what its previous it's high was, right? It's so it's lagging. lagging. And a lot of people think that there's still a lot of time to go for you as an investor to get into silver. There's still an open window. And like gold and what it can buy you and its purchasing power, there's an interesting comparison I found this week in regards to silver also. And it states that there's a ratio between the monetary base in the U.S., and the price of silver. And that is to say in 79, when silver reached $52 an ounce, the highest it's ever reached, the US monetary base, uh, which was substantially smaller than what it is right now, left silver to the monetary base at a ratio of 0.361. Okay. That just means that- so Let's just remember 0.361. Remember 0.361. Now in 2020, the silver price at $18 an ounce to the US monetary base, which is $3.4 trillion, leaves that same ratio not at 0.361 it leaves that ratio at 0 0.007 007 
Okay. Okay. That's like, what does that's that like mean? an Argyle diamond. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> How does that bode well for us? Is there more time? Well, it means that if we look at it relative to the monetary base. Okay. What happens when it goes to point? Three six one. That means that if it was to go back to that same ratio as nineteen as it did in nineteen eighty, price of silver would climb to one thousand two hundred and thirty six dollars an ounce on paper. Wow. You know, for me, a triple digit price of silver would be completely logical uh, for it to be trading one hundred fifty two hundred dollars an ounce. Given the amount of money out there, totally makes sense. Um, you know, let, let's get there first before we start looking at a thousand. But you know, the the point I think underneath underlying that is the growth of the debts and whatnot. And, and even when we look at the hundred and fifty five percent of GDP, what is GDP growth at? It's a anemic. It's it like anemic. it's like one percent a year. It's flatlining. So how can how can GDP be growing at a at at less than 2% a year, but the stock market's at 155% of well, that. Well, that's the question, right? The number one question, client calls and says, hey, listen, why are the markets not going down with all these problems? And you know what? It's perhaps because, Jeremy, at this point in time, they can't. There's just too much Fed liquidity. There's too much, and it's too overwhelming at the moment, and you cannot, unfortunately, foresee in the short term with that kind of liquidity coming anything better than preparing yourself for that fall from grace and the fed once used to be the best insurance policy now jeremy the world is turning to gold and that's become the best insurance policy of all the number to call folks one eight seven seven eight silver or the website guildhallwealth.com will get you into the gold and silver market will help you but if it's just a purchase you want to make well we have an e-store you can go online there and you can find out more information you can get some product into your hands or you can store it we are going to talk a little more about this asset bubble in a moment and also about canada's productivity in particular this is a canadian show we want to focus on all things Canada focused. Is Canada's economy growing or is it faltering and how will this infect your investment? And more about the perversions of wealth in this uncertain time and why you need to protect yourself. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Please stay tuned. We'll be right back after a short break on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I will remind everyone listening, this can be heard on podcasts. It's available on iTunes, Stitcher, through guildhallwealth.com. You can get it on YouTube. We put it on our channel. All of those fine streaming services, you can find The Real Money Show. And this has been a show about the preparation and the planning we're putting into 2020. And for you as an investor, we do the research. We educate you as the client. And this is one of the reasons people love us, that customer service, that handheld approach that we take to every single purchase that is made by a client of ours. It's an excellent way to change your opinion of what your wealth can do for you. And in these uncertain times, Jeremy, we can prove factually that this has never happened before and that people need to have insurance for their wealth okay darren tell us what's going on in the canadian economy is it going up is productivity going down what does it mean for our investments? What do we need to be doing right now? All right. I read through McLean's article. They do it every year. It's the most important Canadian economic charts. They go out to the analysts around the Canadian uh, marketplace and they ask for feedback. It's called the Chartapalooza. And they basically tell you where everybody stands and all the big topics from business to housing to demographics to the economic cycle and everything in between. So... Chartapalooza, that sounds like a lot. I want to make sure that you did not cherry pick these charts. 
Well, I did cherry pick some of the charts. <laughs> I'm not going to lie because obviously it's important to be honest with our listeners. Uh, we do certainly get our fair share of lying in the headlines. Right. It's okay to fight back with some factual data that okay. tells us otherwise. Okay. This, if you sat down and read it, it's some 60 plus pages of information. It's very valuable. It's succinct and it's small. It's in little very easy to digest bits. Let's and say these are the ones that stood out to you. These are the ones that stood out. Now, the topic of business. Okay. The one that stood out to me is falling business investment, which has become a very bad sign for productivity growth. If you look at it coming into 2019, we were falling already. And this is basically a look at real business investment in non-residential structures, machinery, equipment. It's come way down to below zero. In fact, it's negative territory right now and the last time that we came even close to that was 2009 and prior to that the recession could, of the early could 90s. any of that have been because of the u.s trade deal maybe even the sure. china u.s trade deal is that is that is that part of it? There was uncertainty there? Well, it's possible, but investment in plant and equipment should be ongoing no matter what. We didn't drop our interest rates. Our economy, for the most part, hovered in decent territory through 2019. Yeah, like but, I'm looking at this chart and I can see there was bad productivity in the mid-90s, yeah, late recession. 90s. So it, it's not, always, it's not always just because there's a trade deal on the table. Of course. This usually goes hand in hand and sometimes stays positive, but just is a lot less okay. uh, through those recessionary periods. Right. We're not in a recession right now by paper, but we're below zero. We're in negative we're in negative territory. We haven't been there since the early 90s, and that was a big recession. And this bodes ill for Canada's already anemic productivity growth, and we talked about the GDP earlier. This is not a good sign. So that's the number one chart from the business side of things. I think that's, that's a trend we see often, this, this idea that, you know, if you look at the Baltic Dry Index, for instance, you see productivity falling off a cliff and yet as long as the stock market's rising then the economy must be booming and there's a massive disconnect between the two obviously because the fed's just printing money and pumping it into the stock market so what's the other chart that you found all right capital intensity is below pre-recession levels meaning how much is business investing in each particular arena and which areas are still positive versus which are negative well there are only four positive areas of okay. a chart of some 20 different areas of business expansion and from software to intellectual property to technology to machinery, engineering structures. There were only four that were positive. That was to say that computers and computer peripheral equipment, trucks, buses, and other motor vehicles. Sure. A small gain right now in communication and audio video equipment. And the last and only other area of growth is engineering structures. Otherwise, non-residential buildings, non-residential structures, electrical, electronic machinery, furniture, communication, aircraft, all negative. They, right need, they need to be putting in um, renewables as a, as a section in that mm -hmm. because a lot of those vehicles could be an investment in renewable things. Like I, I recently saw a renewable energy bus in Toronto. So there's clearly some infrastructure being spent, money it's being... It's minimal. It's not yeah. enough. And we're not focusing on that yeah. because they're going back to that old well to draw from and we have to get with the modern times or the rest of the world is changing significantly. Okay, very, very quickly, what's what's the next one? Canada's corporate debt binge. Uh, policymakers continue to keep a watchful eye on 
household debt levels, which we'll talk about in the next segment, uh, and of course, rightfully so, but the share of disposable income that's going out is shrinking, and Canada's corporate debt binge is getting, they're getting way off the chart in terms of their total corporate debt. Okay, It's so, growing at an astronomical rate right okay, now. Okay, so productivity is low, corporate debt is high, mm-hmm. uh, productivity from the companies are low. What does, How should people be investing then? I know you're not an advisor, but how does this play into physical gold? Well, when you're looking at this, it's an insurance policy. And when the times get bad, gold has proven not only does it insure the wealth, it actually grows. So, I mean, if you want to take a piece or a chunk of that portfolio, put it somewhere else, do your due diligence, talk to the people you trust, but educate yourself. Go to guildhallwealth.com. Call the number one eight seven seven eight silver Get the investor package so you can see more about this physical assets that we talk about. Gold, silver, natural, fancy colored diamonds. Proven track records. Proven world of gains over very long periods of time. Lots of things you don't know about the value there as well. And quick, two, 10 seconds. How does gold perform in a recession? In a recession? Well, Funny you should mention that, where all of the world might collapse, gold and silver, if they are part of any pullback, have always been, at least for 50 years, the fastest two to recover, and most of the time, maintain their value. So we've been seeing, even in the face of economic weakness, year-over-year gains. They might not be as big as they typically are in a bull market, but they've still been steady. In fact, gold has been averaging, Jeremy, good that you asked. 9% 9% per year since we've opened our doors. And I would say that uh, what's different this time is, unlike the past, gold and silver are actually currently undervalued heading into a potential recession. Which is awesome. Good value for you. one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealth.com's website. We'll be right back. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Jeremy, this is an interesting show because we've been talking about the pervasion of the market, the perversion of the markets. There is persuasion, of course. Every morning we wake up and we're seeing the repo market and basically money printing and a lot that we've discussed over the the last number of shows. And it's getting to the point now where it's no longer should I think about it. You have to think about protecting your wealth. You have to think about the assets like gold and silver, which have performed well during these uh, long, drawn-out recessionary periods. And one of the things that we've discussed, uh, very important to us certainly, is how well Canadians are doing. Well, we've just touched on a couple of points, and we're going further into this, delving into it, in another topic, which is household and demographics. Are savings rates picking up? Well, in the U.S., all of that money that apparently has come at the expense of the taxpayer and how they're going to pay it off, who knows, has actually pushed their savings rates up back towards what is the normal average of around 8%. However, in Canada, that has left our savings rates at a meager just under 2%, which is slightly up over the last decade or so. But it does beg the question, what are my options when it comes to savings? Or is it that people don't want savings, Jeremy, in your opinion? Well, let's, let's, let's quickly explore this. Let's be clear. We are not the country of savers anymore with 2% savings. And we talked about productivity. And the key to productivity is capital formation. And so if there's no savings, there's going to eventually be no productivity because there's no investment. 
as well. If there's no savings, a lot of it could be because of malinvestment, meaning I can't put my money into the bank. I can't get a good interest return. So I'll just invest it in the stock market. Who cares that the stock market uh, ratios are ridiculous? Who cares if it's overvalued? What other choice do I have? I can't really save money. Or they're putting it into real estate and just throwing caution to the wind and saying, I'll take that mortgage for a million dollars. We'll see what happens. Low interest rates cause that sort of malinvestment. And so you have a country who's not saving. But there is an alternative to that, which is physical precious metals. You mentioned earlier, Darren, gold has averaged well over 9% a year for the last 20 years. In the last 15 years, gold's only had one down year. One out of 15 years. I want everyone who's listening to the show, look at your mutual fund performance and tell me if you've had less than one year of downs in, in that amount of time. So, you know, at 9% a year, that means you're covering your cost to get involved in the market. If you're storing the product, you're covering your cost to store the product and you are getting that savings that you so uh, so desperately need in this yeah, you're, market. You're staying up. You're keeping you're keeping flush, especially with gold having grown now uh, tremendously in value. You've actually maintained your purchasing power. That savings still actually buys you something. That's right. Now, I'm talking about actual physical hold in your hand, gold and silver. And in fact, silver has done the same over the last uh, 15, 20 years. It's averaged over 9%. It's had more ups and downs, but those ups are really high and those downs are also more extreme. So what happens in the gold market is amplified in the silver market, but the returns at the end of the day have been the same. We've gone from essentially under $5 an ounce to currently around $18 an ounce, which is a huge gain. Um, now, I was talking to someone the other day, Darren, and they were discussing the idea of going into an ETF just simply because they could not face the idea of the cost to buy holding your hand physical gold for you darren what are some of the reasons people should be avoiding these type of paper investments well first off it's a great question it's a common question but there are three for me in particular one is the fact that uh this is the third party liability i go out and buy a paper uh exchange traded fund and i still run the risk of being part of a market where there could be an error there could be embezzlement there could be a problem uh something that happens to the fund that somehow uh takes my money uh, that is one thing that if i want pure gold i should be buying pure gold if i want a gold investment i should be buying physical gold the second thing is um in some of the investments we offer, in particular the allocated financing, we have the ability to stop a person's position through their self-directed account at uh, 3 o'clock in the morning. They could sell off their, their gold or silver. Now, it's not the same for every account, but in that one particular one, we give that liquidity. It's liquid in all worldwide markets. If I own a paper alternative in some fund, when the bank closes, so does my investment. Right, I can't sell off. I can't just call some magic number at two in the morning because gold is is decided that now it's made everybody rich. Uh, that there's a possibility that uh, I could sell off if I need to. And likewise, if it's a great buying opportunity, I can't buy in at three in the morning to my paper investment. No way to do it. Gold and silver buy and sell in all worldwide markets from Sunday night to Friday night, twenty four hours a day. That's in the finance. To That's count. right. Yeah. And uh, the third. And, and the third if I want to help myself out, I should be taking one ounce of gold 
out of the marketplace because that means nobody else can have it. When it's allocated and segregated to me with serial numbers and I can hold it in my hand, I'm doing myself a favor because that's one less ounce. Now, that might not be a lot to one individual person, but multiply that by tens of thousands of people around the world doing that at the same time. And what do you cause? You cause chaos in the marketplace, and we've been advocating that for years. In paper, they can dilute it to the nth degree, and you can just keep buying more and more and more. It never impacts the price. That's right. So uh, to me, paper investments are always like the the steam valve on a pressure cooker. Mm -hmm. It's taking away the pressure from the physical market to push the prices much, much higher. I also believe that if you're going to buy insurance you don't go out and buy an insurance stock. Well, hold that thought because I want you to talk about that. That's actually a fourth reason for buying the physical over the paper. When we come back, we will mention that. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver guildhallwealthcom is the website. Your last chance listening to this show now to call in and get a seat put aside for you at this week's upcoming seminar, 10.30 a.m. in our offices at Guild Hall. Go onto the website and register to call that number and we'll put a seat aside for you. We'd like to have you there. It will be a seminar on gold and silver in your registered accounts. TFSAs, RSPs, we'll talk all about those ins and outs of that type of account, what to expect, if you can go and see your gold, visit it, how you do that, and even better yet, how to get some free gold into your hands. That and much, much more. And when we come back, we'll close off the show for another week. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, the final segment of today's show, Jeremy, and it goes by so fast. A show on the continuation of how people should prepare for 2020 and get prepared for what is lying ahead. These markets are uncertain. This much we can all agree on. If you're tuned in, you're excited like we are. If you stayed here till the end of the show or just tuned in recently, thank you. We want you to know that there is a number to call one eight seven seven eight silver to get free information or the website guildhallwealth.com and the seminar 10 30 a.m next saturday get signed up for that put a seat aside there are a couple left now, jeremy we're on the topic of the reasons why i prefer physical over paper and before we went to break you alluded to a fourth reason which was insurance now, this is an iffy kind of subject because not a lot of people understand this but we always talk about gold and silver as being insurance for wealth please elaborate well it's a little bit like your first point which is if you're going to buy gold there should be no counterparty risk right if you're buying a contract with a financial institution that is counterparty risk which means as you said they could close there could be uh, embezzlements they could say we're not allowing you to take any money out um, they could close the fund overnight um, all sorts of things have happened I don't know if you've ever owned a stock that disappeared um, I've had one um, and that can happen whereas with with what we do in the physical world in the RSPs when you own it it's yours you can hold it in your hand it's it belongs to you and nobody else and therefore there is zero counterparty risk with this investment and that's the sort of confidence and trust that people are looking for especially if you're trying to insure your wealth so if you're insuring your wealth you don't go out and buy a piece of paper or a, a stock in an insurance company well, that's just it. And physical assures that you're not doing that. So it adds to that whole uh, aspect of 100% certainty that you got what you paid for. Now, you even said at break, Darren, that even insurance companies could go broke. That's true. And certainly right now with low interest rates, there's probably they're probably underfunded. Um, gold doesn't. Gold doesn't go broke. You could, you could bury gold for 2,000 years and pull it out of the ground, and it's 
not even tarnished. Fascinated with it, actually, to be honest with you, so is the rest of society. How many shows on gold are currently in production or have already been watched and are listened and watched every week? And the it whole, is the world's fascination with something that is as beautiful as gold. And, and the whole purpose of that, Darren, is the fact that it doesn't erode. Um, it, 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 it can't be destroyed. And it lasts. It's malleable. So there's a reason why it has that innate value, and that's why it's been a trusted source of wealth for thousands of years. It's why central banks are buying gold right now, because they don't trust what's happening, that they feel the sense of uncertainty in the global financial markets, that they understand that the debts are unsustainable. And when you look at global debt being over 250 trillion, not including unfunded liabilities. You look at the equity market in the states where it's 155% of GDP, mm-hmm. when the average is 85%. And then you look at gold and silver and you say, silver compared to the monetary base, if it were at the normal historic average, would put silver into, the, into quadruple digits. You start to say, yeah, gold and silver are pretty damn cheap. I'd better get my hands on it. So. How do we get our hands on it, Darren? Well, listen, you go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. That's your starting point or the number one eight seven seven eight silver and you get some free information. It is absolutely uh, no obligation to you as a buyer of gold or silver. Come into the office, sit down. You can make an appointment, see us face-to-face, hold products, see what it feels like. You know, Do I have the capacity to take this home or would I be better off storing it through Guildhall? Do I want to put it into a TFSA or would it be smarter for me to just buy what I need, store it, and maybe at a later point in time, if I want to share with the family, I could delve it out to other people in my family, put it in a good estate planning package, bring your professionals that you trust into this picture, we can help you with that. Yeah, we'll have that that gold and silver strategy session with you. All right, Jeremy, I want to leave this week's show as we finish up here and summarize with the final point on this McLean's Chartapalooza of all the indicators that we should be watching in 2020 as we prepare Despite all of the positive headlines, the stock market's creeping higher somehow through repo as we talked. One thing that is failing to be mentioned is the leading economic indicators are in a downtrend around the world. The OECD, the Office of Economic Control and Development, who measures that for the whole world and shares it with everyone, nobody is telling you the fact that is the leading indicators have now declined for 21 consecutive months to 10-year lows. And if you are bullish on risk assets such as gold and silver, or you have some different reason uh, than a constructive outlook for the economy, and you believe, like we do at Guildhall, that there is value in ensuring your wealth, then this is the time for you to own physical gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. If you can't hold it, you don't own it. That's how we operate at Guildhall. It is clouded in 2020, to say the least. We welcome you to Guildhall. We'd love for you to come in. Call the number one eight seven seven eight silver or go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. We want to thank you again for being tuned in this week and remind those that are listening, it is getting cold right now, folks. And if you could help those that are in need, it sure would be appreciated. Please give to your local food banks or help a person out that needs a little extra. This is Darren Long on behalf of Jeremy Wiseman. We want to thank you for being tuned in to The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.